step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to Under the Tailgate Tent, a college football and sports podcast presented by Winsipedia. Winsipedia.com is college football history visualized with overviews and team comparisons using all-time records and historical data. And be sure to check out their new line of custom-designed college football t-shirts and posters. And now for the Under the Tailgate Tent podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to Under the Tailgate Tent podcast. I am just really excited that this is episode one. The podcast took a while to get together and get everything working the way I wanted to, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's evolved a little bit since I started it. Um, I think there's a lot of podcasts that can break down a lot of um, football games and things like that, but this one's really just to me about the fun of being a fan of college football. So um, anybody's qualified to come on, anybody's qualified to come talk about what it means to be a fan and some of the fun things that happen in college football. So I think this is a good first episode. Uh, I got my friend Stephen Little. Uh, Stephen Little's the guy I've known here in Atlanta for you know, almost 10 years, maybe a little bit longer now. Um, he's a really interesting guy and uh, I think it's a really good first episode. So with that, I am just so excited that you're joining me. Um, don't be afraid to reach out with your thoughts. We are UTTT Podcast on Twitter and Under the Tailgate Tent on uh, Instagram. And then you can email me at under the, podca- uh, under the tailgate tent at gmail.com. Um, more than excited to bring people on to the podcast, so please let me know if you're down to record with me. Uh, love to have you. With that, welcome to episode one of Under the Tailgate Tent. back to the Under the Tailgate Tent podcast. With me, I am with the famous Stephen Little. So famous. So famous. Stephen uh, joins us today from a couple different reasons. One being, he is the founder of Winsipedia. Winsipedia.com being the presenter of the Under the Tailgate Tent podcast. Proud presenter. Proud presenter. Stephen is also an avid college football, college basketball, maybe a college hockey fan. Mm, I don't know. Not so much that. Why not? Why not? Uh, I'll have to get into it. If Georgia Tech had a hockey team, I'd probably be into it. We have a club hockey team. What about Iowa State? I don't even know if they do, to be honest. Well, we'll get into that. All right, we'll get into that. So we're going to go ahead and start off with asking Stephen a couple of questions. So Stephen has a pretty cool job uh, as a profession. Tell him a little bit about what you do with Turner Sports. Yeah, so I uh, am the design director for the NCAA at Turner Sports. So... Turner Sports manages the digital properties for the NCAA, which pretty much consists of NCAA.com, the March Madness Live apps, uh, and the NCAA Sports app. Um, 
So I've worked there for nine years now. Um, as a designer on the Insula the entire time, uh, we do all the design for all those apps and websites I'm talking about, and now I'm the design director, so I manage the team of designers uh, that designs all those. Uh, it came about in 2010 when, if you remember, the NCAA tournament used to be on CBS only, and everything was regional coverage, so they decided what game of the NCAA tournament you were going to see. You couldn't watch them all, you had no say in what your region was going to get, so when the rights for that were up in an effort to uh, compete with ESPN and all these other people bidding with multiple networks. Uh, CBS partnered with Turner to air the tournament. Accredited is the only reason I ever see celebrities. I certainly don't really hang out with them, but um, working at Turner, uh, Conan O'Brien came to the offices once when he um, was pretty new at TBS, and in the picture I got with him, my eyes were closed. And then a year or two later, the Final Four was in Atlanta. And we do get some pretty cool perks around the Final Four just in terms of credentials and, um, you know, getting to go to parties with people that are much cooler and more important than us. Um, and But this was just complete happenstance. I was at the Final Four in Atlanta, walking around the media tunnels, um, reading Twitter on my phone, and within seconds I happened to see on my phone, uh, hey, Kate Upton is at the game tonight. She's a big Michigan fan who was in the Final Four that year. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And I get in the elevator to go up somewhere to another level, the press box or something, and it goes up a level, the doors open, and Kate Upton walks in the elevator wearing the same, like, clothes that I had just, like, seen a picture of her posted, like, she's at the final four. I was like, holy crap, Kate Upton's in the elevator with me. And there were, like, four of us, and I was like, could I have a picture? And she was like, sure, and her friend was like, oh, she must like you, she wasn't taking pictures with anybody. And I was like, oh, she was like, no, it's just because it's a closed elevator, like, there's, you know, no people around. So she takes one picture, I'm, like, all excited, I walk out, and I look at the picture, and it's terrible. I'm like blinking and like mid-word like talking I was like and for like 30 seconds I was mad about it I was like god I just like blew my picture and I was like you know what now I have a collection and so since then I've like done it on purpose and when I see um like D-list celebrities at the final four and stuff I go ask them for a picture just because I want one with my eyes closed now whereas before I probably just looked at them do you start eyes. with the eyes closed picture or do you go and take the eyes open so it depends if I have a friend taking the picture for me I kind of tell them like hey take a bunch I'm going to like open my eyes and then I'm going to close them so that I kind of have both but if it's like I just see them and I'm doing a selfie or I hand the camera to a stranger I just close my eyes because I'd rather have the eyes closed one at this point than the it's been a few years since I've added the collection though. I kind of so I've stopped approaching people at work. The first few years I worked there, we went to the Final Four, I'd get really starstruck and uh, excited and, like, approach everybody, and now I still, like, you know, get excited about it, but I just kind of stopped approaching people. I guess the fame just goes to your head, like, once you're just as famous as you are. Exactly, that's right. Super, super famous. So, Conan O'Brien, Kate Upton, who are some of the other favorite ones you might have? Okay. I'm going to pull it up while we're sitting here, because okay. I don't and, remember all of them. And don't worry, we're going to post this to our Twitter and our Instagram, so on Twitter... Follow us. It's U T T T under the tailgate tent podcast. So U T T T podcast, Instagram under the tailgate tent, and um, happy to post a couple of these pictures. And one of the things we're gonna post that I think is pretty cool is that Stephen Little won an Emmy for his work along with his team. So yeah, it was one of many people who's won an Emmy for sure. Um, that was for March Madness Live. There's a sports Emmys, much like the primetime ones or the daytime ones, um, and there's one category for people like us that work on the digital side, I think the name of it is like best transmedia coverage of sports, which basically means how to watch sports not on TV, which really 
essentially means a category for apps and websites. Um, and as long as I've worked at March Madness, uh, we've been nominated pretty much, if not every year I've worked there. We were starting to become the Susan Lucci of the sports Emmys, and finally in, I think, year eight, uh, we won. And everyone that was listed on the credit list, which is a large number of people, pretty much anyone whose day-to-day job or managed someone whose day-to-day job it was got a trophy of their own with their name on it, which is pretty sweet. So Kyle and I are staring at it right now in my uh, then there's a, an Emmy trophy sitting on the shelf, which is kind of ridiculous, but... Uh, but kind of spe- sparkly? Kind of it is. Majestic. Sparkly. It's heavy. You should go pick it up. I'm going I'll take to. Take a picture with it. I will. Um, eyes closed. Yes! So, speaking of... I should take an eyes closed picture with my Emmy. Yeah, um, we'll do that tonight. So, after the, the two originals, once I started doing them on purpose, one was Papa John, who is now <laughs> now an infamous celebrity you at the time. He's a Kentucky shirt. I so, it's a Louisville thing. He's... He's like Drake. He just shows up supporting uh, whichever team from Kentucky that is most convenient for him. But that year, Kentucky was in the Final Four, and I saw him again. Most of these are running into people in the tunnels, uh, like, by the locker rooms. Um, so Papa John, Sean White, uh, the Olympic snowboarder, uh, he's one where I used my credentials to get to him. He was doing an autograph session, and instead of waiting in the super long line to meet him like everybody, I went back behind the security and just hung out and, like, creeped and waited for him to come off the stage and just says, like, hey, Sean, can I get a picture? My favorite uh, part solely to add it to my collection. I, I have a couple parts of this picture I really like. First off, Stephen and I, we are not known for being vertical. <laughs> no. We're, we're not the tallest guys. We're not. And Sean White, right there with us. Yeah. Right? I mean, look, at, even with his tall Sean White hair, shorter than me. <laughs> shorter than Shorter than He's me. shorter than, yeah. yeah. Much more famous and accomplished than me, but shorter than I like how the security guards are, are, are at attention. They are. They have to They see each other. I know. But not Protecting yeah. us. Uh, this one only halfway counts because it's Ray Allen who <laughs> didn't know I was taking it. Surprisingly tall. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but that was right after UConn won the national championship, and I was down uh, next to the floor, standing next to him, and I didn't want to bother him, but I took one next to him. So that one halfway counts. This is Jay Farrow from SNL. We saw him do stand-up, and I just did it with him afterwards. Gosh, this is him to get a movie out. I know, I something. Kind of forgot about him. Yeah, he left and uh, has not done anything really since. Uh, this is Newfound Glory. I'd like to point out to me that Steven's checking his, his uh, NFL fantasy <laughs> I am. I have to go between tabs to make sure it's not my pick. All this. Yeah. Uh, Newfound Glory, they were doing a signing, so it was easy to take a picture of them, but this was one where I had a stranger take Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The picture, and I closed my eyes because I wanted to make sure I got one, and I got my phone back, and I heard someone behind us in line mumbling like, he asked for a picture, and then he closed his eyes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, this is uh, Robin Mead. She uh, is on HLN, and so she's kind of famous, but I met her through work because she was striking pretty. pretty she's I don't know who that quite is. Quite attractive. Uh, Colin Jost, another SNL uh, Weekend Update host. Uh, same thing, saw his stand-up and did it. So, look, that was in... 2015. I haven't gotten a new one in four years, Kyle, because I think I kind of gave up, but I really would like to... 
You know the worst? I thought I was going to get one and get talked about uh, on TV about him. This is a whole other story. But my family was on Family Feud a few years ago. You knew that, right? Yes. I yeah. saw it. Uh, and at, like, the auditions and everything, they ask you, like, interesting facts about yourself or whatever. And so I told them, and this was right around the time that I was still adding to these photos, I told them about my collection, like, the producers and everybody that's kind of interviewing you. And they're like, oh, that's great. They're like, when you get on stage, um... Tell Steve about it, because I was like, can I ask him to add one, like, doing the show? And they're like, absolutely, he'll do it. And I was, I had half of the first word of it out of my mouth, and Steve interrupted me, and went and asked my mom a question, and, like, never came back to me, and I never got to tell him about my collection or ask him for one, and I was really mad about it. Wow, Steve, if you're listening to this, yeah. I think you need to make it right. You absolutely owe me one. And then... When we took a family photo with Steve, every family that's on it gets to take one. I asked my family, do you care if I ruin our photo by closing my <laughs> eyes so that I can have this? And they're like, no, that's hilarious. Do it. And so I did, and they took multiple pictures, and the one that they sent us, of course, they were probably like, oh, no, this guy had his eyes closed and all these pictures except this one. And they sent us the one with my eyes open, so I did not receive a Steve Harvey eyes closed picture, and I was pretty wow. sad about it. Wow. All right, so... What are the top celebrities that you haven't done a slut blinking photo oh, with that you would want to? I feel like Tom Hoppus would be one. Uh, Mark Hoppus? Mark Hoppus. Mark, uh, absolutely. Really, I feel like all I, three members of the original, not original, but the 2000s Blink-182, who is totally my favorite band still, I would absolutely love to have one with them. They might be at the top of the list. Um, my childhood hero, Fred Hoiberg, <laughs> is... Uh, not known by that many people, but he would be on my list. He's the coach of the Nebraska basketball team now, but he was Iowa State's coach and the Chicago Bulls coach. Uh, but he was my hero as a player for Iowa State when I was a kid. Uh, he'd be up there, and I might have a chance. They are playing at Georgia Tech this year, and through the freelance work and everything I do with them, I get tickets and know some people in the department, so I'm definitely going to ask them, can I somehow meet the opposing team's head coach? Like, before or after the game. So, uh, hopefully I'll get to do that. I have met him twice, but this was before my my photo collection. So I have photos of him, but my eyes are open. That's a great transition. You mentioned your freelance work. I think this is fascinating, by the way. I've sent your blog on this to a number of people over the years. Everybody's been very complimentary about it. And you mentioned it to me, and you've got a pretty good story on this. So... Um, maybe you can kind of start with where your frustrations were and how you like contacted Georgia Tech to begin with. Totally. Logos and fields and courts and all this stuff. And um, it got a lot of attention in the you know message board community and Twitter and all these things like that amongst Georgia Tech fans. And um, I ended up getting an email from the athletic department at the time just kind of saying, like, hey, we hear your frustrations. Gold is a difficult color to work with, which is one of the frustrations that it's just, it was so inconsistent, like, which shade of gold they use and stuff. And, was Dan um, Sansbury at the time? No, this was two, if not three athletic directors before that. Was it Radakovich? It was Radakovich, but he didn't email me. Someone on his staff emailed me. Um, so nothing really ever came of it. And then... The AD after Radakovich was Mike Babinski and another Final Four connection. He happened to be the head of the uh, basketball tournament selection committee right when he got the Georgia Tech job. So after the Final Four, I was down on the court um, when it was all over, 
and I saw him, and I went and introduced myself. He had just gotten the Georgia Tech job. Like, he, I don't even think he had actually, like, started. I think he just, like, accepted it. And I was like, hey, I'm Steven. I went to Georgia Tech. I actually work on March Madness and blah, blah, blah. And he was a nice guy. We had a good conversation. A couple days later, I emailed him and just said, hey, I mentioned, you know, I am a designer. I have a lot of thoughts about Georgia Tech's brand if you'd want to hear him. And he was like, absolutely. So I went and had a sit down in his office, which was awesome and like thrilling for me at the time. And he was really receptive and, you know, said he agreed and cared about all this stuff and was really going to do something about it. And then nothing really ever happened. Um, so then a couple years later, I got an email randomly from a former Georgia Tech football player named Sean Bedford, uh, who is currently the uh, color commentator on the radio broadcast for the football games. Um, he wasn't at the time. He had just stopped playing. He emailed me and basically said, I love the concepts you put together for um, your blog posts, and I share a lot of the same frustrations you do. I'm working on a presentation for the athletic department for more than just the visual brain, but some things they could change and some things they could do. Would you want to work together on it? And I was like, absolutely. So we met a few times, put together um, some mock-ups and things we'd like to improve about the brand, and since he obviously had much more of an in than I did with the athletic department, he set up a meeting with three people uh, in their like branding and marketing department, um, and we showed them our presentation and kind of our vision for what the brand could be and should be, um, and they were really receptive to it, and what that led to, if I remember right, was uh, they reached out and we kind of grabbed lunch every so often and they would just kind of bounce things off me like, hey, we're thinking about doing something like this, what do you think? And um, we've hired somebody to kind of make recruiting graphics in the football office, could you share some assets, share some thoughts, maybe even mock up something once in a while? And it was just kind of like that for a while. Um, and then when the contract Georgia Tech had with Russell Athletic was up, which I had been begging to happen for years and years. They were the only Power 5 school that still had Russell as their uniform provider, and it showed. Like, they were, they just had terrible uniforms in all sports for the, pretty much, for the most part, and all over the board. And so they were getting pitches from Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour, um, and they kind of brought me in and asked me to just kind of... So, sorry, backing up. Before they cho chose a provider, they wanted to have their brand all lined up and buttoned up and have it ready to go for this new provider and say, like, these are our colors, these are our marks. So what I essentially acted as for them was a free consultant. Um, I did a little bit of design work, but that was more me just, like, pitching stuff to them, hoping they'd like it. Like, I tried a word mark, and I did some uniform designs that they didn't ask for. Um, <laughs> but what I really did that they actually wanted me to do was um, just kind of, yeah, provide those guidelines of, like, what should our colors be and how should they be used and um, just some best practices stuff. So I did that and got to know them a lot more and like went, actually went to some meetings there and stuff and it was fun. Um, I didn't have any say in who they chose or what the uniforms looked like or anything even though I did my best to pitch some concepts. Um, and then when they did design a word mark because it's something Georgia Tech didn't have for years, I got to see them and go to those meetings and provide a little feedback and um, so that was fun. Um, and then out of that, um, they did reach out and say, you know, our staff isn't really big enough for all the work we have. Would you be interested in doing any freelance work? And so I'm on year two now of basically being on very small retainer with them, um, 
doing design work, which has, I mean, been a dream come true, honestly, because if there's any job I, like, I, I have a dream job, like, I'm not complaining at all. It's, I love my job. If there's one job I could have more, it would probably be <laughs> to work at Georgia Tech, but the reality is the hours and the pay would suck compared to my real job at a giant you corporation. You don't public. <laughs> I, I do that. I do that. Um, so the awesome thing is I get to do both, right? I get to have my, my day job, and then I get to do this stuff on the side, which is awesome. So the things they've asked me to do are um, predominantly T-shirt designs, which is fun and right up my alley and what I love doing. So um, shirts for the football team, shirts for season ticket holders, shirts for the student section. Um, last year and this year I designed the whiteout shirt that they sell uh, leading up to that game. And then the occasional, like, poster, like I did the women's tennis poster, and um, some stuff for the softball team, and um, random stuff like that, but it's been really fun, um, and awesome just to uh, get to work with that, and with Coach Collins coming in, um, I've gotten to actually meet him a few times, and he actually like knows me by name now, which is awesome, and <laughs> just really cool um, as a fan, um, and the whole staff, so another thing, <laughs> I keep just rambling on, but the reason I've met Coach Collins is not through my freelance designer with them, it's actually working at Turner, we show basketball recruits tours of our studios, um, and when Coach Collins got... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To campus and heard that we did that for the basketball team, which is something Turner has done for years, like way prior to me. I've just gotten involved with it now. Um, he said he wanted to do that with the football team. So we actually haven't done it yet, but I've shown him around twice and a few players that he brought over. So we show them the studio that um, inside the NBA or NBA and TNT is filmed in with Shaq and Charles and all them and a couple others, which, you know, the players and recruits get a kick out of. But um, it's just been cool to kind of, like, fully infiltrate the athletic department that I, like, follow obsessively. <laughs> sure. It's, it's really cool, um, for sure. Yeah, so... Um Another point is Steven's design work. So the Under the Tailgate Tent logo that you see on the on our Twitter and our Instagram, our Facebook, all that, that Steven actually designed that for us. So big thank you to Steven. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we're going to transition now to uh, maybe one of my favorite things Steven's ever done. Like I mentioned, Steven mastered the side hustle. But um, this podcast is obviously presented by Winsipedia. It's in a lot of our advertisements. It's something we mention a lot. Um, they have great T-shirts. They have great. Uh, they have these new rivalry shirts that you need to go check out on their website. 
Uh, I'm a proud owner and wearer of them all the time. You're wearing it right now. Yeah, um, my girlfriend's very happy that I've lost enough weight that I can wear a medium <laughs> now. So I can order you a medium if you'd like to yeah. lose more weight. And we're, we don't worry, we're going to have some under the tailgate tent uh, t-shirts. Yeah, we'll uh, do a collaboration. Yeah, we're going to do a collaboration. So, um, Stephen, I, I just want to kind of get the, the lowdown on how Winsipedia came to be and you know where you think it's going to go from here, but maybe just start with your idea and, and yeah. how it came together. Totally. So, um, like I mentioned, I work on NCAA.com, and this was probably five years ago now. Um, uh, a coworker and I, my boss at the time, had kind of pitched some ideas to the NCAA.com staff of pages on the site um, to track championships, and this was across sports, this wasn't just football. Um, but like by school and stuff, and there wasn't a huge reception to it, and we were kind of like, well, I think this is pretty cool. And so uh, one day, very stereotypically, in the shower, I had the idea, and it's so true. I, I swear, every idea I've had that I like came in the shower. Like I, I don't know what it is that clears your head about the shower, or just, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, I'm in the shower, and I'm thinking about it more from a football perspective, and I was thinking about... Uh, is there a source out there where you can see, like, where you can basically go get bragging rights for your football team, right? Like, like what are the things we are better at our rival than, um, and I want to dig through all of it. So, like, whether it be wins, national championships, head-to-head record, um, conference championships, like, no matter your rival, you've got to be able to brag about something. So, like, me, for example, I'm a Georgia Tech fan, and our rival is Georgia, and they can claim basically every statistical category over history being better than us, right? Especially including head-to-head record. But there are, like, little things, right? Like, Tech fans love to point out that not only do we have more national championships, but we have a more recent national championship. Stuff like that, I was thinking, like, why is there no source of, like, I want to compare two teams, and I want to see, like, where can I brag? Um, Or just, not even just bragging, like, I'm just curious. Like, I want to compare these two teams and see, like, where they stack up over time. So... Um, and I was thinking about it much more as a, like, historical and kind of wins-based thing than, like, rushing yards and passing yards, and, because those things change as coaches changes and as the game changes and week to week and year to year, and I just wasn't really focused on statistics at all. It was really more about, like, the things you'd find in a football team's media guide, like, you know, wins, championships, that type of thing. So, um... I got all excited and started sketching stuff and shared it with my boss at the time, um, and he loved it, and I was very skeptical that we could build it. I just kind of had this idea, and I was like, how could we ever get all this data? How could we build this? Like, I kind of showed it to him as like, I don't think we could ever pull this off, but like, what do you think of this? And his attitude, and I'm glad I showed it to him of all people, because his attitude was very much more like, oh no, we can totally pull this off. We can gather all this data ourselves. Like, we can do this in a few months. And I was like, no way. So... Uh, he was right. Uh, we Basically, what we lacked was a developer. We were both designers. I had the idea, or we did, really, essentially. Um, so, uh, working you know, in design, we obviously work with a lot of developers. So we um, asked one that we had worked with at Turner, um, who didn't work there anymore, but um, if he would be interested. And he wasn't a big football fan like the two of us were, um, but he just wanted to make something cool on the side like we did, so he totally bought in, and we explained it to him, and the dude crushed it. We did it over a summer. So Randy, who's um, my friend that uh, did this with me, he and I basically spent all summer gathering data. 
So we just went to websites that were that had some of this data. There was no site like ours that had it all in one place, but there were sources all over the place um, that had pieces of it. So we basically vetted all those and found things that we trusted that seemed to be correct and started gathering them and shared them with our developer and found ways to essentially scrape the data, just the raw data, or even sometimes enter it by hand into like Google spreadsheets. And then our developer, who was brilliant, magically somehow turned that into a database that could reference all the other pages of it and built a website based on my mock-ups over the summer. So I'm not kidding. In like three or four months, it went from like, should we do this to hey, holy crap, the season starts in late August and we need to launch by then. And we went to a restaurant for breakfast one day, like a week before the season, and like basically clicked publish and launched the site. Um, and it's been awesome. And day two that we were live, there was an article on Deadspin about our website and we freaked out. We were like, this is going to be, we're going to be rich. This is going to be bigger than we ever thought. We're going to quit our jobs. And then it turned to like panic of like, oh no, like, Turner's gonna come after it, or like someone's gonna say, like say we can't do this because it's like college, show. and we just like we went into like a panic. And the reason Deadspin wrote an article, so back to my sports design blog, the side hustle that had gone away, I used that because it had a few thousand followers to promote the new site. And a Deadspin writer that followed that blog saw the site and liked it and wrote an article about it, and it's still to this day our highest traffic day was day two of being live because of that article. Um, and so we, of course, thought we were going to sustain that and, like, make that much money every day and, like, quit our jobs. But it, it very quickly went downhill. Um, we've grown our audience every year. Um, basically, our audience is pretty much during football season, as you'd imagine. Um, the off season's pretty slow, but it, it grows pretty steadily every year. Um, the problem is <laughs> our developer that was amazing and built it so quickly, uh, like I mentioned, isn't a football fan and I think got pretty burnt out by doing that um so we've not really changed the site since day one uh the initial idea and my sketch pad that had all the stuff in it had so many more features and charts and filters than the current site even does and write all those things and do all the stuff we originally planned to but we just kind of have let it go and maintained it. And it's still a great site and I'm proud of it and I love it, but it could be so much more and have so many more features. Um, and I still have mock-ups for some of those features and definitely sketches of them, and I'd love to do it. Um, so if anyone's listening and is a developer who loves college football and wants to help, uh, we don't necessarily have very much money to pay people, but we could develop a partnership where you can become part of this thing. Um, I'd love to turn it into kind of more what we envisioned it to be, but the reception's been great, and it's to the point now where multiple times I've had strangers or coworkers mention the site or say, like, have you seen this site? And I'm actually like, yeah, I, I have seen that site. Or, like, they'll find out in a meeting that, like, they'll share it as, like, a cool data visualization uh, in a meeting, and some are like, you know, Stephen made that, right? And they're like, What? Um, which is really cool. Um, and that's the other part of it I didn't mention is, you know, both of us that started at being designers, not only did a site not exist that had all of this information in one place, but anything that even came close was a bunch of spreadsheets and tables and hard to navigate and not pretty to look at. And we thought there was room, you know, for 
something much more visual and easy to use and digest and compare. So if you do check out Winsipedia.com, you can not only look at um, you know charts for the top everything of all time, top most wins, most national championships, most Heisman winners, all that, but you can also compare any two FBS teams and compare all these stats in a pretty visual manner. Again, we had more visualizations that we didn't get to, but um, I'm certainly still proud of it. It could be a lot more, and I'd love to, but as you mentioned, I have several side hustles, and they just kind of slowly fall off as we keep going, and we maintain it each week throughout the season, but that's about all it is right now. Other than, like you mentioned, now we've spun off an apparel company from the data website, which is kind of weird. But Are you talking about your Winsipedia one? Yeah, yes. Low. Well, that, there's that one too. As I mentioned, too many side hustles. Um, <laughs> so, last year, the same guy that started Winsipedia with me, Randy, and I were just talking, because we have this like entrepreneurial itch, I guess, <laughs> talking like, what else can we do? Like, What would be fun? So we brought in two more um, friends and actually coworkers that um, we thought would be fun to work with and are super talented and just started throwing out app ideas and product ideas and all these things. And what we landed on starting was um, a clothing brand uh, geared towards the outdoors and um, like a simple uh, get away from technology, go enjoy outside lifestyle. And we called it Live Lo-Fi, like low fidelity. Um, and as we were starting that, I kind of told the three of them, because all three of them were very passionate about the outdoors and hiking and nature and stuff, and I was like, look, I just want to do something cool and be in business with you guys, but this is not my passion. Um, and they were like, well, what is your passion? I want you to, you know, enjoy this as well. And I was like, well, sports are my passion. And we've already done Wikipedia, but I would love to get in on, you know, this apparel stuff with you guys. And they were like, well, why don't you start a sports apparel company? And I was like, you can't. There's all these trademark laws, you can't use any logos, you can't use any um, trademark phrases, and so I just started brainstorming, like, what is a way I could do something I want to do, which is make sports apparel without licensing and spending all that money, because I did research the licensing, as licensing aspect of it, and it's both hard and expensive, and in some cases, like ours right now, kind of impossible to do, you have to be a proven merchandiser and spend all this money and all this stuff, so... I was like, well, our website is very stats and data focused. We could at least have one line of shirts based on that, which is the one you're modeling right now, Kyle, that uh, the back of it has your school's, you know, we picked like four of the biggest stats, like national championships, All-Americans, um, wins, yeah, things like that. Uh, not Heisman winners because I can't put the word Heisman on oh. the shirt. <laughs> so these are the things I ran into, right? So I have a giant document of like things I can't put on there. So for each school... I pulled up all their trademarks, and basically I know that those are things I can't say. Obviously, logos are out, but even, like, you can't say Auburn, you can't say War Eagle, you can't say War Dam Eagle, you can't say WDE, like, all these things they've trademarked. Auburn, actually, funny enough, was probably the most buttoned up. They had the most trademarks of, like, anyone I looked at. They've trademarked anything you could want to put on a t-shirt. So, for some schools that were uh, less strict about it, I, you know, found some phrases like... Um, unless I'm wrong and get sued. Um, Alabama, of course, has Roll Tide trademark, but they don't have RTR trademark, so we made a shirt that says RTR. Um, somehow, Miami does not have the U trademark, so we made a shirt that says the U. That's insane. I know, and I could be wrong, and someone could be listening to this and suing me right now, but uh, we don't make enough money to sue us, so please don't. But um, If you want to sue Stephen, <laughs> you're not allowed to listen to this podcast anymore. That's true. 
And that's worse than, than anything, is not being able to listen to this. Um, so anyway, the other idea I kind of came up with was um, state maps, which is the one you're wearing, um, and just kind of did my own design based on, like, jersey mesh um, and placing a football where the city or town of the college is in the state. And that's how I kind of got away with... Of course, we can use colors, and there is actually some debate about that, too, but I won't get into it. Um, so launched that... Um, and it's actually done alright because we have enough traffic to Winsipedia to send a decent amount of people to the shirt site. And like you mentioned, we just, today actually, the day we're recording this, launched a line of rivalry shirts um, that is still growing. But I've basically done all the rivals I can, I have gathered good nicknames for. <laughs> so for example, the Auburn Alabama ones, there are two Auburn shirts that say beat the Bammers and beat the Gumps. Huh. And then Alabama has beat that cow college and beat <laughs> I can't think of it alright well, we'll find out we'll look it up yeah um oh, it's not Auburn the Georgia one is beat Auburn okay um anyway you get the point yeah. actually done alright because we have enough traffic to Winsipedia to send a decent amount of people to the shirt site and like you mentioned we just today actually the day we were recording this launched a line of rivalry shirts um that is still growing but I've basically done all the rivals I can, I have gathered good nicknames for. So, for example, the Auburn Alabama ones, there are two Auburn shirts that say beat the Bammers and beat the Gumps. Huh. And then Alabama has beat that cow college and beat, <laughs> I can't think of it. Alright, well, we'll find out, we'll look it up. Yeah, um, oh, it's not Auburn, the Georgia one is beat Auburn. Um, anyway, you get the point. Yeah, we need, yeah. we need that later. Cut it, cut that. Um, um, but, alright, so, finishing up with Steven, so if you want to, if you want to get these t-shirts, they're on winsipedia.com, they're available, uh, anytime to buy, Winsipedia, great resource, and then obviously, like we talked about, a lot of our images and things like that are on our Instagram site, under the tailgate tent, or on Twitter, uh, U-T-T-T-T, Three T's. That was really confusing. T podcast. I might work into that one, but um, sure enough. So we're gonna finish this with three of my favorite questions to ask guests. Uh oh. All right. So one, what was your favorite thing to eat and drink at a tailgate tent? Ooh. Um. That is a good question. So. I have a sweet tooth, so while there's all sorts of good, you know, barbecue and hot dogs and all that stuff, and those are great, like, I'm going to go straight for, like, brownies and cookies and, like, <laughs> all the desserts that people bring. Um, I don't know about entree, though. Second question. Okay. What is your favorite college football moment of all time? Wow. Um, so, all right. I would say in 2014, uh, which was Georgia Tech's best team since I became a fan, which was in, oh, like three, um, Georgia Tech was, I think, somewhere around 10th in the country, and Georgia was right around there, too. It was probably the, the best two teams to play each other in that rivalry in a long time, because we were actually finally good. Um, we were playing in Athens, and, of course, every fan thinks this, but we had gotten screwed big time, like, twice in the game, and, like, to the point of, like, 
what should have been called a touchdown for us was called not a touchdown and not forward progress, but a strip and a hundred yard touchdown return for Georgia and like so a fourteen point swing and like something else crazy. All this stuff and we fought back and Harrison Butker famously kicked, I think it was a 53-yard field goal as time expired to send it to overtime. And my wife was very pregnant with our first child at the time. She likes Georgia Tech just because I do, but she's not a huge fan. She likes football, but doesn't care. Uh, she blames pregnancy hormones, but when Butker made that kick to send it to overtime, she cried. Um, because she was as happy as I was, I think. I screamed. Uh, and then Georgia Tech ended up winning in overtime. Um... So that was probably my favorite uh, moment because had we lost that game, I don't. I think that would have been the angriest I've ever been about losing because of the way that we would have lost had we lost. I just want to point out that Stephen did not take Harrison Butker in our fantasy I did because he was taken before I waited until the last round to take a kicker like every smart person. He was available did. in the first round. Yes, yeah, true. I should have taken Butker because sadly he's the only recent Georgia Tech player that's draftable. In the NFL, but that will change now that Coach Collins is here. All right, third question. Mm -hmm. Why do you love college sports? Oh, man. Uh, it's such a cliche answer, but it is so the passion, like, and the environment. Like, I like the NFL, but it's so polished and buttoned up, and everyone's so good that I almost prefer watching the fact that college teams aren't as good, and, like, the quarterback might throw it a yard behind the receiver, and there's going to be tip balls and interceptions, and, like, that part from the sports eyes, but, like, the passion that the players have and that the fans have is nothing. Like, it's, yeah, it's amazing. And just going out on a Saturday all day and spending all day tailgating and watching the game and then watching the other games on TV is, there's, like, nothing like it. And I love college basketball, too. Um, not quite as much as football now that I've been in the South for so long, but it's, yeah, it's so much better than basketball, as you know. All right, everybody, that was Stephen Little. He was the founder of Winsipedia.com, also the founder of Live Lo-Fi Clothing. Check out LiveLoFi.com. And the NCAA March Madness app on Turner Sports. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, Stephen. We'll definitely have you back. Yeah, we'll, we'll chat about Georgia Tech and whether or not we're uh, good this year. Well, yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get Jeff Collins on. We should. Yeah, we'll do this. Yeah.